0: Hello and welcome to episode 294 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... How are you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing
2: great. Glad to be Wonderful. back. Uh, so what have you been doing the last few weeks? I've started a new job, so my TV watching has gone down right. a bit. So I have been continuing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, obviously, over Disney Disney+. This is definitely more my style of Disney+, Plus Marvel offering when compared to WandaVision. Right. It was the penultimate episode last time. I don't think you have had a bad episode. I think it's on an excellent job of, creating this world and giving us a much better look at the post-return world of Marvel which is I think really nice and the consequences that comes from that. It's also shown me that Marvel can you know do something more than explosions. Um, The (laughs) writing you do laugh but it's either explosions in space explosions on the earth (laughs) explosions in another world but now they can tell like an interesting story that hits on the nature of war how soldiers are used and abused, getting into immigration and racism. So it was an eye opener in terms of writing that I wouldn't necessarily expect on a Disney Plus show.
0: Right, yeah. I am really enjoying it. I think it does feel a bit more like it's a sort of movie chopped up into bits than maybe One Division did. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not necessarily a negative, it's just the style of how it is. I think I could have easily, if they'd release this all at once, binge through it in like one or two sittings without any problem at all. Whereas One Division, I think Worked better as an episodic thing, but that's not a criticism of the writing of the show. I think the show itself is is been really interesting and really good. I've been enjoying it. Uh, it is far more traditional MCU, I think, than Wonder maybe was. And uh, I mean, I still like Wonder for its wonderful weirdness, but I can see how that would maybe slightly more difficult to get into for some people. But it's been really good, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think. Yeah, we can see where it's going. Uh, like you said, the stuff about the. P- PTSD of the soldiers and the sort of chewing up and spitting out of the various different soldiers in that show it's it's really interesting I think how they handled that
2: okay and my next thing is Freaky which is a horror film starring Vince Vaughn right and Catherine Newton yes depending on your age you might know that Freaky is a reference to Freaky Friday which had a couple of versions in the past basically it's a body swapping yeah it was a body swapping comedy this is a comedy horror and unfortunately sort of fails in both parts. It's just (laughs) not that interesting. Oh dear. I think funny comedy horrors that we've seen recently say like, Happy Death Day, light years ahead of this. It just works. This one just seems to be like a set of Set joke pieces mm. and not a lot to collect them. Right. So, yeah, it's not great.
0: Oh, interesting. It's from the guy that did the paranormal movies. He's the director of it by well, the looks of things.
2: Yeah, that's not really much fun. For...
0: Yeah. Oh, who happens to be the son of the late Michael Landon, who was the, uh, what was that show that he did? Highway to Heaven. The little, little House on the Prairie. Yeah, Little House on Bonanza. the Prairie. Yeah. yeah. Highway <laughs> to Heaven. Yes. Yeah,
2: I definitely would not recommend it as a watch. I think, yeah, there's a lot of good quality horror out there there, even good quality tea in horror. Out there, so definitely look elsewhere and have some fun with that. But this one, no.
0: It's got some big. I mean, it's a Bloomhouse thing. It's Jason yeah, Bloom producing. It. has
2: usually done a lot better. It's got Captain Newton as a lot star power in front of it, but yeah, it just really doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I mean it did got Bear in to do the um score, who's like an uber oh, yeah. composer as well. So you know, hopefully yeah, the, the music's guy, he's at least did, uh, good.
2: Battlestar Galactica's music, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean Bear McCready is one of these. He does uh, Outlander, Walking Dead, Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Agents of Shields, God of War. He's one of those guys that that's, there's a whole army of things mm-hmm, that he's mm-hmm. done. The uh, yeah. Sea, he's done Black Mirror, Black Sails, Dimitri's Demons. Yeah. I mean, a whole load of things Bear McCready's done so well. Uh, the music should at least be decent anyway, innit?
2: Yeah. It's a bit of a shame, but it was interesting to least try a horror. Yeah. So, yeah, the last thing I've been to catch up on is Invincible, which is now up to uh, this is episode six. So this one could be episode seven, and it's it's only eight episodes in the season. Some of the best superheroing on TV. Oh, excellent. Um, and it's only a shame that more people are watching it. Because according to people who know more about these things than I do, it's not necessarily getting that many eyes on it. That's a shame. Invincible is a adaption of the comic book of the same name, written by the people behind Walking Dead. Yeah. Robert Kirkman and co. It centers around a high school student, Mark Grayson, whose father is Omni-Man, the most powerful superhero in the world it sort of starts when he himself finds out that he has powers and it got sort of leads on from there it's sort of every origin story you see before you see bits of spider-man you see bits of the x-men in it it's, your, it's a whole thing of trying to you know be a student juggle a girlfriend while having superpowers Well, the difference here is as you've seen from the end of the first episode and it's all over youtube so if you don't want to listen to it, turn away now but the ending of thing is all over youtube and it comes off the minute i open it <laughs> as we see in the beginning, now that all the people for spoilers are gone, at the end of the first episode, for some reason, which in episode six is wasn't clear, Omni-Man massacres these superhero teams. They're the Justice League or the Avengers of that world. This masochism in the, one of the most glorious bits of yeah. animation I've ever seen. Yeah. And we don't know why. And it's sort of, that's on the back burner because up to now only his wife knows or has been suspected of something wrong. And we sort of move... And so that's how this show goes in these two prongs, which is when is everybody else gonna find out what Iron Man did? Yeah. And how is Mark going to handle being a superhero? And it's yeah. just those two things. And it's a sort of really over the top world. There's all these super villains with various superpowers and stuff. You've got alien invaders from another dimension come in. Yes. They go to Mars, and you get this sort of street level evil doers that they have to take out. So it's all this sort of hyper superhero. World, world and into that you get him go in there and at the beginning he thought oh this is amazing this is gonna be fun and he starts to understand what being a superhero really means
0: yeah I saw the the first few episodes of it because they released did they release so the, the first three at once so I was in the first three and I completely forgot it was on there and haven't been back and watched the rest of them yet so it See? was only when I saw people like you yeah it is if people, people like, like me but I, I really enjoyed the first three episodes of it and I just absolutely forgot that on there so I, I need to go back and watch the rest of it because i did really enjoy those opening three episodes i mean yes it's an animation but it is definitely not a child animation it is a, no, definitely an adult animation that
2: is described as an adult animation yes. just, you know the usual thing of having dirty jokes it's, it's the violence is real Yeah, people get punched with superpowers you know people get very badly injured <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: it's incredibly violent but the animation is really beautifully done uh if that's the right word for it but but uh, it's wonderfully put together and uh, I really enjoyed those opening few episodes. So I am going to go back and watch the the rest of it. it It's something I'll sit down and sort yeah. of catch up with. It's a shame if that's not finding an audience because I do hope they bring I really hope
2: that, you know, it does get the renewal because it is a long story. I know the story just because I can remember when Invincible sort of came out and started running. You used to get all these spoilers on Instagram because yeah. I don't always end up looking through comics on my explore page. So I found... Find out most of what happens from there. So if you were planning on maybe buying the books and finding out, don't buy the books until you've watched at least the whole of this season. Yeah. If not the second one if it gets announced, because this moves very slowly compared to the books. But yeah, it's it just feels like you got a load of brains together who sort of looked at the last sixty years of superheroes and really decided to look like write an to it, while being a little bit more realistic about how things are. Yeah. It's a great, great show, and you should definitely go watch it. That's available free on Amazon Prime if you have it
0: yeah I would definitely recommend that as well because I, I did really enjoy those first three episodes so that will be something I will do this week and go and watch the rest of it because I completely forgot it was on there and
2: this will be the penultimate episode this Friday then obviously the last episode next week
0: yeah good that's something to look forward to because some of my regular weekly shows have kind of dropped off a bit so I can go back and watch that now one of the things I am starting watching again is Fear the Walking Dead because that returned for the second half of the Sixth season I think we're on now annoyingly they killed off one of my favourite characters I, I won't say exactly who but it's, oh, it's nope. yeah, no, you sorry. know they, they, uh, they yeah they have this annoying habit of killing people off on that show and uh, yeah <laughs> I, I always
2: so I always heard that Fear the Walking Dead was a, a lot less likely to do that so I thought there's characters stuck around for a long time
0: well none of the original cast are there so oh, you know okay. I, <laughs> okay. no, yeah. yeah no I would I would say completely the opposite I mean the entire premise of Fear the walking dead when it started was was a family wasn't it it was a family and it was set much earlier you actually saw the start of the outbreak and it was the start of the outbreak happening, you saw people first starting to turn. It was set in an urban setting, and it was about them getting out and how they started to survive. That lasted a few episodes, and then they entirely dropped that concept, and it sort of turned into another kind of version of The Walking Dead with people so what, kind of acting like, in the wilderness. It's like The Walking Dead LA, um, like
2: well, of New Orleans, LCS Los Angeles.
0: That's sort of what it was originally, and then it turned into this sort of other thing where you were you were still following this family but mm-hmm. they moved around quite a lot and i think it did start in la actually and then they kind of moved them out into sort of the middle of nowhere and it ends up you being in sort of dirty back roads and woods and all that sort of thing again as you've gone through the seasons they've steadily killed off members of that family until now they have a completely different cast there's none of the original cast i don't think well, maybe there's one there might be one person left out of the original cast Lenny James is basically the lead on it now who was a character from The Walking Dead and they moved him over onto Fear the Walking Dead they've done that with a couple of characters and moved them around so uh, Lenny James really is the leader of of that group these days but it is feeling a bit of a repetitive of some of the Walking Dead storylines where they meet another group who is much bigger and have got much more control over a larger area and a better organised So it ends up with Morgan's group kind of being split up and you end up in that situation where nobody's got scenes together and he's sort of trying to find them and he's trying to bring them all back to one place, which is the same quagmire that they kind of got themselves in in some of the worst seasons of The Walking Dead. It's interesting. There was a point in the middle where they hit a nice point. They pick up on this idea of leaving care packages for people along the roadside. So- if people need something, you know, they can keep them. And they, they started building this sort of community of truck stops and things where people could get supplies and stuff. And that was all quite interesting. But again, that was an idea that they eventually abandoned. And then they went on and had to bring in this kind of big group that was going to cause problems. I, I don't know. It's slightly annoying the direction that maybe they've gone in it. I mean, I am still enjoying it. I know Matt, who podcasts weekly on this, has a real issue with this this season and where they've gone with it. But I'm watching it for the first time as it goes out now, because it goes out on AMC in the UK, but you can actually go and buy it off Amazon Video. It will eventually come onto Amazon Prime, but if you want to watch it like next day, it comes onto Amazon Video, so you can watch it the day after. But you've got to pay for that. It's like 20 quid or something for the season. You can do it that way, or you can wait a few more months and it will come onto Amazon Prime eventually. But um, it's not as bad as The Walking Dead got in some of its worst episodes. I would definitely say that, but there are annoying things with where they've gone with the story this time around, I would say. So I'm keeping up with that at the moment. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we talked about, I'm watching that. Mythic Quest popped back for one episode. This is the Apple series, which is set in a games company, which is a sort of um, World of Warcraft time games development company run by a complete narcissist who is the director and creative visionary for this whole thing, but he's kind of a bit of an idiot as well. And he's a complete narcissist. The end of the first season, it ends up with him co-sharing the creative director role with somebody else in the company. And this is the first episode really back where they're both in that role but it was a special to sort of welcome everybody back to the office because they did another special which was shot during the pandemic which was actually beautifully beautifully done and showed how people were sort of dealing with the pandemic and the strain that it was put on people being stuck in isolation and that sort of thing and that it was really quite heart-wrenching in places they did a really wonderful job with that episode so it was nice to see them kind of do this and then come back to the office and do something with that what they did for this special was it was a sort of a LARPing episode because there is an event in the game which is about darkness falling across the land and they have these battle tournaments where somebody wins the right to be able to try and pull a sword out of a stone and bring light back to the land. Obviously with them all returning to the office for the first time, they're doing a sort of cosplay version of this in the office as a sort of party as a sort of welcome back thing. So you've got them all dressed up and they're kind of battling each other and uh, each it's just very fun and very funny really really love that show it's hilariously funny it's from the guys that made Always Sunny in Philadelphia so it's got a great writing credit behind it they're just superb if you like things like Silicon Valley and that sort of show and you're a gamer it is one that's well well worth watching the first season's all up there now second season comes back next month but there are a couple of uh, special episodes and they dropped this one special episode of Mythic Quest this week so uh, if you've been watching it and didn't know that popped up that you can go I'll watch that episode right now. The other thing to pop up this week, in fact, today, actually, was uh, the trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is coming later on this year. Do you watch this, I'm assuming? I saw it. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I love martial arts films, TV shows. What did you think of this? Because, I mean, you probably have more familiarity with the actors involved than
2: I did. Although I know, simply because he's been on one of Canada's best-known and well-loved shows. I didn't really know much about it before his announcement, but I read really on the trailer, the fight choreography... Mm. which is the most important thing because bad choreography yeah. will ruin your whole week. It looks great. It doesn't tell too much of the story other than like simple things like he was pretty much normal for the last 10 years or so. But before that, he was doing a Bruce Wayne in terms of training. Yes, It does look great. I know it's a bit of a globe trotter yeah. in terms of wherever they're fitting it, into lots of different places around the world. It looks great. The fight scenes look great. It looks like he's really been well prepared for this role, which doesn't necessarily always happen for... Marvel martial arts based, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. but so I'm really happy about it. Obviously, a bit unfortunate that you know, like everything else, got moved back a bit because of COVID and various other problems. Yeah, but yeah, September is great. So I'll be in the theatre maybe.
0: Yeah, September third. That's uh, due to land. Uh, I do wonder whether Shang Chi would have actually come out as a film had they not already used Iron Fist in it and not gone down particularly well on that Netflix um, well, series. I think they
2: would have just because of the fact that Shang-Chi is an Asian character. Yes, there is Otherwise,
0: that. White. Yes, there is that as well. Shang-Chi, not really a character I know, but been around since 73 he was first invented, raised to become a deadly assassin by his father, who is the immortal crime lord and sorcerer of Fu Manchu. However, when he becomes aware of his father's evil, he defects during his first assignment, teaming up with his father's enemies in an attempt to bring him down. That's the book plot. Some of that from what yeah, you can really gather from the really looks, looks that. like that yeah looks similar to that yeah. um he has been involved in the avengers uh, he's had involvement with nmi6 heroes for hire secret avengers and marvel knights have been the groups that he's been part of movie's got simu lin plays shang chi and then uh, tony Lung from infernal affairs aquafina from aquafina is nora from queens michelle yo is in there as well from discovery and brody chan from crazy rich agents and the daily show he's also in there as well so uh, yeah I mean the cast looks good looks interesting I'm interested in that one I mean looked like it was quite good fun I don't massively do martial arts things usually but you know I think that's uh, that could well, be not, worth a look
2: it does seem to be like a good year for martial arts uh, obviously Kung Fu is tearing up roots over the US at the moment yes um, which was definitely a surprise to me but it's great
0: yeah I saw you managed to see a few episodes of that I haven't actually seen any of that yet but um, that's one that I'm quite interested by it seems to be doing quite well the trailer's up on the website if you want to go and have a look at it and uh, obviously it's all over youtube and everywhere else i'm sure you can find it so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on some tv and film news (laughs) So I'm going to start off the TV and Film News with a quick correction from what I said last week. I mentioned Big Sky last week, and the information I had at the time said it was going to continue straight on, which would seem to be logical given that, you know, we finished the previous episode last week. It started back in the US this week, and you would have thought they would have just carried it straight on. But no, they've decided apparently that they're not doing that. Uh, The information that I was given was wrong, and they're now bringing it back on the 21st of May, which seems to be the week after it's ended in the US which seems like an odd decision to me given that it's an ABC show, why wouldn't you run it next day over here, particularly when there are big spoilers in it and stuff? I think it's probably because it's two different channels and that's why Yeah, but I mean, it's Star over here, which is Disney, it's ABC in the US which is Disney. So, yeah, but they're
2: still, different. they're still different things and I guess I, ABC I guess. Is, one who pay, is probably the ones who pay more for it.
0: Yeah, I mean but it seems a
2: bit ridiculous yeah, it's hardly the only example of all the no. ridiculous things that happen to TV programming. No, no. I mean, especially, I, when they, especially when they have like analogous channels here and there, and we still have to wait for ages and ages.
0: Yes, you're entirely right. That is true. It's just, it does seem a bit weird when the one company has total control over both mm. the network and the streaming service internationally. Because it's not like it's going on Star in the US because they don't have Star in the US. So, yeah. you know, if it was that, you know, a thing about. It was an international streaming service, but it isn't. It's a streaming service outside of the US which are airing it. That just seemed a little odd to me. But yes, 21st of May, they have said it is coming back. So we've got a little bit of a wait for the part two, but uh, yeah, it will be returning for the second part. Sorry about that. That was uh, an error on my part. Cancellations though. uh, Castlevania, they've said, is ending for its full season. That's on Netflix. I don't know whether you saw any of that based on a video game animated series. Nope, never saw it. Not one that I've seen. And uh, Save Me The the Lenny James series he revealed that he is working and writing on a third season right now but he suspects that will be the final season still not guaranteed that that will actually happen from the way it was written he's basically said he's writing a third season now and it sounds like Sky are interested in picking up a third season so uh, it looks like a third season is coming but he has said that that will probably round out the story and that's fine it's entirely Lenny James creation if he wants to do that and Sky want to buy it then great in terms of renewals see has dropped a load of renewals uh, five shows they've picked up Blue Bloods is coming back Bull NCIS Magnum PI and SWAT have all been renewed ones that are still in the balance right now is Be Positive which is a Chuck Lorre comedy which hasn't aired over here yet Clarice NCIS Los Angeles Seal Team and Legal Drama All Rise The Unicorn which is a comedy and United States of Al which is a comedy so those are all still haven't gone either way yet they haven't either been renewed or can Canceled. The other stuff has either been cancelled or renewed. The one I'm worried about there really is SEAL team. I, I strongly suspect that NCIS LA will probably get renewed given that they have definitely cancelled NCIS New Orleans and I can't see them cancelling two of them in one season. That would seem a little strange. Yeah, that would leave like a big gap. Yeah, I know they are They are supposed to be making NCIS away, although that isn't confirmed yet. So there is potentially another NCIS yeah, stepping that'll,
2: that'll in. Yeah, that'll take at least another season to be to start. So it would make sense they would probably give NJS one last season and then have White replace it. Mm. I would suspect. I can't, obviously can't say it for sure. Yeah. CBS do like to have their go-to procedurals mm. locked and ready. So yeah. was, which is why it was so surprising when they decided to end New Orleans.
0: Yeah, and I mean SEAL team I am slightly concerned about because its ratings are actually higher, I think, than SWAT, and SWAT got renewed. However, I suspect it's a rather more expensive show to film, maybe. Be mm-hmm. Because of there's going to be more location shooting. You know, they've got a lot more technical equipment, I suspect, in that than maybe they do in SWAT. I'm a little concerned about that. And David Baroni's had been posting things about renew the Show, which is not a great sign because he's one of the exec producers on it. So he would know which way the wind is kind of blowing. So I am a little concerned that CLT may be on the chopping block, but the others haven't aired over here. So, uh, you know, things like Be Positive will rise, the unicorn. United States of Al, none of those have actually aired over here, so uh, don't really mind either way with those. In terms of other renewals, Ginny and Georgia—they've announced it has been renewed for season two on Netflix. Apparently, there was some controversy over the some race thing in season one, but that completely bypassed me. Oh God, yes,
2: I know exactly what you're
0: talking about. Yeah, that's a mess. Something about Taylor Swift got involved. I, I really had this completely. Oh yeah, that, was, that
2: was a different. That was a different mess, but R- I'm not quite as bad as thing. the thing—the
0: race thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes despite a rocky first season by the sides of it that is returning for a second season Bridgerton has been renewed for seasons three and four on Netflix which I don't think comes as a huge shock to anybody given what yep. a massive hit that first season was Indeed, so much complaining about the fact that he's the duke that's not going to be in the second season and they're based on books he's not in the second book so you know I mean <laughs>
2: yeah. I, yeah I sat trying to explain that to someone I, I, just, I just gave
0: up yeah and I mean I know they've rewritten stuff and they did actually well, yeah. they, uh, they did say to him well we can put you in some of the second season but the you know the story follows the books and it doesn't revolve around those characters their story's kind of done in the first season so they had said to him apparently you know well you can be in the second season if you want and he was like yeah no I'd rather not have to commit to that if I'm not going to have a big enough role for it and I can entirely get that that makes perfect sense you know he's he's a hugely popular actor at this point you know it's done him really a huge amount of good i don't think there was any bitterness about it it's just that's not the focus of the second book therefore he doesn't need to be there so yes but they've renewed it for a third and fourth season so that will be coming back uh call the midwife renewed for another two seasons as well which will take it up to a season 13 because they'd already renewed it for one season anyway because i think the one that's going out right now is season 10 so it's got three more seasons to air but they've renewed it for another two so uh, that's going to take it up to season 13. So that will be back. Warrior renewed for a third season. I've got to catch up with this because everybody tells me it's great. Yes, you do. And it's uh, yes,
2: great storytelling. Yeah, everybody it says isn't this even video. just a martial arts is great storytelling.
0: Yeah, so that's one that I don't need to catch up with. I'll have to go and look see whether it's still kicking around on the mm. catch up things. So that's been renewed for a third season. That will be coming back. Love, death, and robots. They announced a season two air date for that. This is this adults animated weird quirky little sort of 15 well anything from like seven to sort of 20 minute cartoon series and it's uh it's david fincher i think that he's the sort of overall like mastermind behind it they announced season two is coming on may 14th but they've also announced that there is a third season of love death and robots coming in 2022 the first season that went out in 2019 so there's there was a long gap between seasons one and two and then there's going to be a shorter gap between that and the third season it's really interesting though because it's not like one thing it is not. An anthology series, so every episode is different, and every episode is given to a different artist. So it's bits of 3D animation, some of it's sci-fi, some of it's fantasy, some of it's kind of just weird strangeness. It's 3D, it's 2D, it's a whole mix of animations. It's really good that series, and if you don't like one episode, go and watch the next one because they really are completely different from one episode to another. It's a really interesting collection of stuff that. Uh, but that's Love, Death and the Robots, and second season of that comes. Out. On May 14th and uh, Downton Abbey they've announced is returning for a second movie this Christmas on the 22nd of December they've already set the date that is going to be returning to cinemas for another movie so if you're a fan of Downton then you'll be able to go to the cinema hopefully this Christmas and watch that I have to say I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Downton Abbey so no I can't say I have either I'm sure I have my Englishness revoked for that but uh, yes in terms of pickups the rookie season three has got an air date that's coming on the uh, 29th of April that is back on um, Sky Witness they announced today that Emily Dachanel is playing Nathan Fillion's ex-wife on the show apparently which is sort of yes apparently so Emily Dachanel her of bones yes she is playing his ex-wife in the new season apparently so um, there's a sort of slight kind of Buffy Angel connection there because you know she used to work with David Baranis and you know he's all part of that kind of that universe so uh, yeah that's kind of interesting but um, she will be playing his ex-wife on the show I think she's she's only guesting I don't think she's she's in for any particular length of time but I thought that was an interesting bit of casting but yes Rookie Season 3 starts over in 29th of April at 9pm on Sky Witness and now great show yeah really good show I really like that it's very good Men in Kilts finally has landed a UK (laughs) air date this is Stars Play it's coming to on the 9th of May so many people up in arms about this because it's Sam Heughan and Graham McTavish from Outlander but the entire thing was shot in Scotland I mean the entire premise of Men in Kilts is it's a road trip around Scotland with two actors from the show Outlander and then didn't have a UK air date for ages because it's been on for ages in, in the US and it just didn't go out over here and uh, there were people Outlander fans and just people that were kind of miffed that it was a show that was shot in the UK and didn't oh. go out over here kind of uh, just complaining about it so it has now got a premiere date season one is dropping on the 29th of May on Stars Play UK I might give that a watch because I quite like Outlander and travel logs like that can be quite good fun particularly with those two guys I think they're quite entertaining You know, like travel logs has got to be like top three British show type yes and we really do love a good travel log oh yes absolutely of course we do we love a travel log over here, heading back over onto Disney Plus they have announced that Marvel MODOK is coming to Star in the UK. The reason it's on Star and not on normal Disney Plus is because the rather adult content of the stop motion animation of it. For those of you who don't know about this series, it follows megalomaniac supervillain Modoc, who has long pursued his dream of one day conquering the world, but after years of setbacks and failures fighting on Earth's mightiest heroes, Modoc has run his evil organisation AIM into the ground, as did AIM's leader, whilst also dealing with a crumbling marriage and family life. The mental organism designed only for Killing is set to confront his greatest challenge yet. It looks wonderfully silly. It's from Jordan Bloom, who is uh, one of the people behind American Dad and Patton Oswalt. Patton does the voice for Modoc as well. It just looks like it's going to be wonderful fun. It's got Melissa Frumo from uh, Brooklyn 99 in there. Amy Garcia from Lucifer does one of the voices. Wendy Leaden covey from the Goldbergs. Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec. Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. Jonald Daly from I'm dining up here in Sam Richardson from Veep and the rest of the voice cast for that 21st of May that is landing on Disney Plus it's actually going out the same day that it goes out on Hulu in the US so that is going to be a worldwide release they have confirmed which is great it looks like it could be quite a fun series that I'm quite looking forward to that one landing there was one other little bit of news which popped up which I'm not going to spend much time on but uh, Secret Invasion you know the new TV series that is one of the many 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 Marvel. Live action shows that they've uh, announced. Apparently, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman is circling a role in that because you can't make any TV show without Olivia bloody Coleman getting in the way somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I was wondering
2: if that was a Marvel secret of or not, or just something else that had the same name. But that's good. that's interesting.
0: I think she'll do great. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm joking. I do love Olivia Coleman. I think she's wonderful. She is in a lot of different things though, and for mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it seems like a rule that if your franchise goes on long enough, Olivia Coleman has to pop up in it somewhere she's fantastic i have no idea who she's playing nobody has any idea who she's actually playing and that because it being quite early in the development and marvel being marvel are not releasing any details whatsoever other than we know it's based around the secret invasion storyline it's gonna have Samuel l jackson and ben Mendelssohn in it so that's it at the moment but uh, yes so don't know whether that is true or not but those are the rumors flying around that olivia codman may be taking a role in that show sticking with disney plus though they have ordered three new UK scripted originals they are aiming to apparently produce something like 50 international shows to come onto the Disney Plus channel at some point over the next few years. So they're planning on a whole bunch of different shows into scripted and non-scripted stuff, but not all coming from America shot at various places around the world. So these are three that are being developed from the UK market. The first one is The Ballad of Renegade ne- which is a swashbuckling adventure series set in the 18th century written by the BAFTA winning Sally Wainwright who did Gentleman Jack and Happy Valley and it's from Lookout Point 2 did Gentleman Jack and a Suitable Boy when she's framed for murder Nell Jackson is forced into a life of highway robbery along with her two orphaned sisters Roxanne and George aided by a plucky spirit called Billy Blind Nell realises that fate has put her on the wrong side of the lawn for a reason and a reason much bigger than she could ever imagine a reason that goes right up to Queen Anne and beyond to struggle for power raging across the battlefields of Europe. That's the first one. Sally Wainwright's a a great writer. I know Gentleman Jack went down extremely well and Happy Valley was quite popular. So uh, the swashbuckling adventure seems like a good sort of Disney Plus series, I think. I'm interested to see the casting. Yes, that sort of thing will, I think, rest on casting. Presumably it's going to be a British cast if it's, you know, billed as a British TV show. So uh, we'll we'll have to see with that. But uh, yeah that's called The Ballad of Renegade Nell and that will be a Disney Plus series the other two are original series for Star one's called Culprits which comes from acclaimed filmmaker Jay Blakeson who did I care a lot and The Disappearance of Alice Creed it's a series that follows what happens after a heist when a crew have gone their separate ways but are being targeted by a killer one by one which is an interesting setup for something exec produced by Stephen Garrett who did The Undoing and The Night Manager it's produced by Monkite Williams, who did Killing Eve. Interesting team again behind that. I think that sounds like it, it's going to be a sort of dark comedy sort of thing. Maybe have something of Killing Eve about it, possibly that one. Uh, but that one's called Culprits. And the last one's called Extraordinary, which is a uh, star original by actor, writer, and comedian Emma Moran and production company Sid Gentle Films, who uh, the people behind Killing Eve and the Dorals. The story follows Jen, a young self-aware woman who lives in a world where everybody has a superpower, except her. It's a comedy about being young and finding your feet in a confusing world when all you'll ever be is ordinary. A celebration of the anti-superhero giving people permission to embrace their general okayness. I think that sounds like it's going to be a very fun and silly idea for a TV show. I like the things that sort of take superhero genre stuff and flip them around a little bit, so the idea of her being the only one that isn't a superhero in that sort of superhero world I think it's quite an interesting one yeah,
2: I think it well I just hope it doesn't go the way of um, that Vanessa Hutchins one
0: right yes was that the DC one yes yeah with we, Alan Tudick. yeah it was it wasn't damage control it was the other one it was It, was, it uh, yes uh, I I can't remember was what it that powerless one. powerless Is, yes I think because damage control was the one that Marvel had in the works and then dropped and then powerless was the DC one because they both have these agencies that that sweep up after the all the damage that's done by the CP Heroes. That was the idea of it, and it was just an insurance company, wasn't it, set yeah. in the world of DC. So hopefully it won't go that way. But I, yeah, I think uh, Emma Moran, quite a talented comedian, so I, I think that could be quite an interesting one to watch out for. But that's called Extraordinary. The heist one is called Corporates, and the swashbuckling one is called The Ballad of Renegade Nell. Don't know when these are landing. They're all going to be UK produced, and they're all coming to uh, well, Renegade Nell coming to Disney Plus, the other two coming to Star on Disney Plus. Moving on to other news. Over on Netflix, they've announced that there is a new live-action Gundam film coming to the streaming service from Jordan Voight-Roberts, who has done things like The Kings of Summer and Kong Skull Island. It's been written by Brian K. Vaughan, who is a phenomenal comic book writer. I thought this was kind of interesting. Do you know much about big battling robots? I know this is definitely Beck's areas of expertise. I don't know how much you're into this stuff. I do know big
2: battling robots. I've probably watched about 10 or 11 series of Gundam. It's been going back since the 70s, I believe. Yes. That's where it first came out. So it's interesting. There has been another live action one. Right. Um, I think that one was definitely Western. I can't remember what what it was called, but yeah, it's probably like 2010 or something like that. But this is interesting. I mean, they really stick to it. I'd be surprised because making something like Gundam, to make it well, it would not be cheap.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a film. It's not a series. So Mm -hmm. there's that. They're not. Releasing exactly what the live action film is going to be. For those that don't know what Gundam is, it was a a mecha anime launched in 79. It's hugely, hugely popular. It's a hard sci-fi space opera which focuses as much on the characters as it does on the mecha. What sets it apart from a lot of the other big giant battling robot animes is its realistic portrayal of war and conflict, treating the mecha more like weapons of war rather than evil entities in the themselves so it's not like transformers where you have decepticons that are kind of smash kill everything you know that sort of thing they are the big kind of robots and they are Mm -hmm. like tanks they're utility vehicles essentially for Mm -hmm. for the the armies and it focuses a lot more on the sort of humanity side of things than the robots necessarily themselves the original gundam series is set in universal century an era in which humanity's growing population has led people to end to space colonies. Eventually, the people living in these colonies seek their autonomy and launch a war of independence against the people living on Earth. Through tragedy and discord arising from the human conflict, not only the maturation of their main character, but also the intentions of enemies and surrounding people are sensitively depicted. The battles in the story in which the character pilot robots known as mobile suits are wildly popular. So Brian K. Vaughan, as I mentioned at the top, is penning the script. Uh, If you recognise that name but can't place it. He is the person behind such comic books as Why the Last Man, Runaways, Paper Girls, Saga, which is an immense epic story. And he also worked on TV series like Lost and was the showrunner for Under the Dome as well. I still would love somebody to make Saga into a TV series. I don't think it'll ever happen because I think it's somewhat unfilmable as a TV series, but that is an amazing comic book if you've ever read that. So given that he has some experience of doing kind of weird and big apocalyptic saga things. I I think it's going to be interesting to see how he takes to this and writes a Gundam story. But I I mean, I don't know. It's weird that they didn't sort of get one of the people that have previously written stuff to do it, maybe. That is slightly strange, but I think he's a solid pair of hands. It's interesting, because the only thing I would say is that, obviously, Gundam
2: is very much a series, so it's very much a generally two season runs, like, what, 48 episodes or or so so compressing that into a movie is a tall order i'll say that much
0: yes that is a bit of a worry as well trying to compress something which you know is known for the fact that it, it deals quite sensitively with the characters and stuff and there is a danger when you're trying to compress it into a movie that it does just end up being two big robots beating the crap out of each other and that's not going to work that's just sticking the gun name on something so yes we'll wait and see what comes out of that but uh, yeah it is coming that it's been uh, picked up for production and the last story we've got involves Legends of Tomorrow and Dominic Purcell Um, so Dominic Purcell who plays Heatwave Mick Rory on the show took to Instagram and put out a post saying he was walking away from Legends of Tomorrow. Deal isn't done. I have no interest. Whatever they throw on the corporate level. He then kind of went on to talk about it's time to move on and see how things unfold. Katie Lotz and Nick Zano will look after the kids coming through. He does seem to then start to take a dig at Warner Brothers a bit. They need education. They are a number. Teach them not to rely on the loyalty from the studio. The studio doesn't care. The actors Worth equity and talent must give them confidence to question authority much love to all it's not lost how very fortunate i am he did then go back and delete that post afterwards then and as
2: we know the internet's forever
0: <laughs> yes of course at that point that story got picked up i mean by quite a lot of people including Funny us. Funny that yeah because you know and a lot of people were speculating that sounds very much like he's had an argument with the studio because for what he said there. It sounds like he's had an argument with the studio. He later went back, deleted that post and made a new statement which opened with nobody has forced me to make this statement. Uh, <laughs> God, I wish everybody would chill out. Uh, there was expletives in here which I'm editing out. Why are people losing their minds because I'm leaving the show? Yes, my tone was heavy and straight to the point. I use cuss words because I do and I'm Australian and it's who I am. Do I have a beef with the studio at Warner Brothers? No. Yes, I also said They don't care. That's not correct. Of course they do. It's just me being emotional and over stuff. Uh We work all in this big machine. Sometimes stuff happens. It's life. Here are the facts. I'm leaving Legends of Tomorrow on a full-time basis. I will come back periodically with a handshake deal with my boss, Phil Clemmer. I've always had tremendous relationship with the bosses and at the studio at Warner Brothers. Peter Roth and I have had a tremendous working relationship and I was super sad to hear where he was retiring. My wording was aggressive in tone because sometimes I get frustrated and annoying it's been a very long heavy year locked up in vancouver for nine months without going home who doesn't and who hasn't lashed out i'm human so for god's sake chill on the dominic purcell and the students are beefing stuff is total bs it's simply not true the press always turn stuff into what it's not i mean yeah that is true to a certain extent but given what that first statement was dominic no. i'm yes. sorry i think mean, yeah that, that that's an
2: unrelated statement that's yeah. like saying the sky is blue. Yes. It doesn't have anything to do with the rant you just went on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you can't blame the press for that. I'm sorry. Based on exactly what you said, it sounded like you had a beef in the studio. But anyway, I understand you were upset. You were were ranting fine. So the upshot of this is, is, yes, he is leaving the show. His contract was up at the end of season six. He's done a deal to come back in season seven for a number of episodes. So he will be around in season seven, but he is not going to be a series regular that is the situation so season six which is the season which is due to go out fairly soon it's second of mm-hmm. May it launches in the us it will be probably somewhere over here he will be in that season and he will be in the seventh season as well but he's only going to be in periodically in the seventh season he's not going to be a regular character so that's fine there's basically yes he's leaving but there is no kind of big trauma there was no big fallout all that sort of stuff it's just dominic dominic basically by the sides of it
2: it's a shame because the last season really teed up his daughter and that was a great storyline Yeah, and one of the one things like there was there's absolutely no argument is that Mick had had nothing in terms of storylines for a good
0: few seasons
2: yes that is absolutely they had, true they had him doing the writing thing but that really was like a good few seasons ago
0: yeah and I mean and then they've, they've passed that off as well now so yeah. Um, yeah the new season which is coming up fairly soon follows on straight after the last season and uh, starts with Sarah again getting- going missing which is what abducted by aliens so there are aliens in the uh, new season which we saw at the end of last season so it's fine it's W-W, Uh He, yes he is leaving the show but I mean he's one of the original cast members he's one of I think only two because uh, there's only Katie Katie Lotz who plays Sarah is the only other original cast member still left in there isn't she I think now
2: uh, isn't Nick is as well he was in the pilot wasn't he
0: no Nick joined later Nick, Nick's I as thought I, he was, yeah I thought he
2: was in the pilot as he was the one who went to Oliver Queen and that's how
0: it got started was that the second
2: season that was the second season. Ah, was the second season
0: ah second season yeah yeah Steele didn't yeah, Steele so wasn't yeah, there so at just, the start oh okay he's been in a while but yeah so there's no big trauma it's literally his contract up he's, he's decided that he doesn't want to do it anymore and you know he's done six seasons of the show I think that's absolutely fair move on and do something else uh, yeah. unlikely to be another season of Prison Break which I know is what everybody wants <laughs> him to do but yes that's not going to happen so uh, we've been over that already and Wentworth won't do it either so so, you know, that's that's fine. I'd like to see the pair of them back doing something together again. That would be quite fun, even if it's something completely unrelated. It'd be interesting to see them do like a road trip thing or something like that. That would be quite entertaining. We'll have to see. I'm sure he'll go on and do something else. So, yeah, Dominic Purcell is leaving Legends of Tomorrow, but will be around a bit in the seventh season as well. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for next week on TV. Bye, bye, bye so highlights for next week we have Rush which was a one season show it's one of the uh, Fox big box of one season shows they were given by Disney this one stars Tom Ellis so if you can't quite wait for Lucifer to come back it's uh, Tom Ellis in the lead role as Dr. William P. Rush who finds himself tending the wounds of LA's dark and seedy underbelly he was a sort of former surgeon who got um, disbarred or dis- dis- whatever it is that medical license taken away uh, so he-, he ends up being kind of of this underground doctor. That stars Tom Ellis, cancelled after one season, so don't get too attached to it, but 22nd of April at 10pm on Fox, that is, and that's called Rush. NCIS is back for the second half of season 18. That's on the 23rd of April on Fox at 9pm. That is back. Shadow and Bone, which is a much anticipated new series, that is coming to Netflix on the 23rd of April. It's based on the Grishaverse novel series, based on Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. It's an adaptation of that, you know these books I don't know these books at all but you said it was quite good yeah I know the first book it's quite good and yeah it's
2: huge so everyone's been looking at all those production photos and stuff yeah yeah and you can just see how much the various Netflix accounts are posting about it beforehand so yeah I yeah. think it's eagerly anticipated
0: yes I think that one is hopefully it doesn't let people down but uh, I don't know the books at all but I, I'm sure there will be comments one way or another when that comes out for uh, yeah. fans of the novels that's Shadow and Bone 23rd of April on Netflix, that lands. Starstruck is a new comedy that's coming to BBC Three on the 25th of April. It's uh, written, created, and starring Rose Mateo, who is a New Zealand comedian. It's about the awkward morning after the night before when she discovers the complications of accidentally sleeping with a film star. That's the sort of setup for it. She goes for a night out, ends up in bed with uh, somebody who she then finds out is actually quite famous. That sounds like it could be quite a fun, interesting comedy, but that's Coming to BBC Three on the 25th of April, that is. That's called Starstruck. And of course, the Oscars are coming this week as well. That's the 93rd Academy Awards. That will be on one of the Sky Cinema channels. Go and check which one, because I can't remember now. But uh, 26th of April at midnight, that starts. So uh, go and check that out. There'll be previews from midnight, and I think one o'clock in the morning, the ceremony actually starts. So if you want to go and sit up and watch through the Academy Awards, I'm assuming they're doing a lot of stuff virtually again this year but we'll see so that's everything we have for this week if people want to find more of your stuff where can they find you
2: they you can find me running HollywoodNorthnews.net dot net for all your Canadian based TV production news trades and things like that you can also find me over at the hashtag show where at the moment I am doing weekly reviews discussions about Invincible and a few other news stories around there
0: excellent so go and check out Daryl over there for other people, you can go and check out Bex on twitch.tv forward slash twisterbytes, that's B-Y-T-E-S for streams, which she's doing daily and uh, various evenings as well. Very, very funny. You can go and uh, watch her just make her an idiot of herself. She was doing a charity stream, I think, with Sonic and had bought herself a, a Sonic like headpiece and Sonic gloves and was uh, apparently supposed to be trying to play Sonic whilst wearing Sonic hands. I'm not entirely sure how that went down, but uh, that was the stream that she was doing most recently so there's lots of stupid things that so you can make her do forfeits and stuff uh for uh, charity streams as well which is highly entertaining and make her look like an idiot more than she already is so uh, that's twitch.tv forward slash trista bites b-y-t-e-s go and check that out over there and uh, she's doing charity stuff go and donate for her as well matt you can go and find that entertainment for lots more podcasts over there we've just finished doing walking dead he's doing fear the walking dead i think over on there and a bunch of other things so going check that out. For us, you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast.geektown.co.uk Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, at YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektown UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.